No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I am your host, Brian H. Waters. I am back, just like the Wrestling Wars, folks. But before I get started, let me let you know where you can keep in contact with the Wrestling Realm. Make sure you are subscribed right here on youtube as we are live something different folks i know you know usually i come to you and live the tape but you know what we are live today uh as i get ready right after wwe hell in a cell um you know so bear with me i appreciate everybody joining in as i'm just trying to get things situated but um you know i got to make sure i share it to the people you know um you know, just want to make sure I share it to the people, put it out there. But make sure you are subscribed to the Wrestling Realm right here on YouTube. Make sure you are following us on Twitter. Make sure you are following us on Instagram where you can find some of the cool images that we take. Uh, Perhaps we are there, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, you name it. Unfortunately, you know what? We, I just learned that Podcoin is no more. So shout out to the fans out there who were able to join Podcoin and get some, you know, extra coins for listening. And, you know, uh, shout out to my man D, always supporting. You know, he was able to rack up on some of those coins. So shout out to him. Well, folks, it is time. Let's get right into it. WWE Hell in a Cell. We saw in the main event, Seth freaking Rollins taking on The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, you know, for the WWE Universal Championship. I know a lot of people wanted to see a finish. Unfortunately, we didn't get one. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't get one. Um, you know, Rollins, he did everything. He hit him with everything, including the kitchen sink. Not literally a real kitchen sink, but, you know, you saw him piling up chairs and all these weapons to the point the referee said, Seth, stop it. This is not you. And he begged him and he pleaded with him until Rollins eventually would stop. And then he would go back at it, and then the referee was left with no choice but to ring the darn bell. Um, you know, so I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm upset. Now, I get it. Let's be real. We've been watching wrestling long enough, folks. Kind of knew we was not going to get, dare say, a clean finish. Uh, kind of knew that we wasn't going to get a new champion in The Fiend. Sure, we wanted one. Let's be real. We wanted to see The Fiend become champion, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. Instead, they gave us a false finish, a disqualification, I should say. Not a false finish, but a disqualification. And because of that, Seth Rollins is still your universal champion. And in addition to that, afterwards, The Fiend would attack him. Until, you know, he would get up after being just pummeled. You know, Rollins hit him with, I think it was probably, a, well, I, don't, I didn't count. Hit him with a lot of um, curb stomps. Hit him with a lot of knee strikes, a lot of pedigrees. And definitely a lot of chair shots. But 
that was not it. It was not enough to put away the Fiend. Therefore, we have still champion due to everything. Shout out to my man Keith. Champ Creed listening in. We want refunds. We want refunds. Clap, 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 clap. Champ, I'm with you, brother. You know, I, I, I have to say. You know, I, you know, Champ Creed from the Wrestling Marks of Excellence. I listen to them uh, each and every week, and you know, I was uh, haven't finished last week's show. I was actually listening to it because during the uh, show, I mean, during Hell in a Cell, right before the main event, my wife wanted some coffee, so I was uh, going to do what a good husband would do: go get her some coffee. And I was listening to that, and it was a great discussion about creating the new prototypical, the superstar. You know, uh, him, Glenn, Corey. They were talking about. Uh, the John Cena is the rock the awesome who's the next big superstar so um, I definitely encourage you to listen to that I'm not going to give away their show because I wouldn't do that you got to go on Wrestling Marks of Excellence just search it anywhere you can get your podcast from or search it right here on YouTube there's a little point where Brock took the title from him and then he got it back but you know I want to see a new champion I didn't get it but moving on speaking of Brock Lesnar folks in 7 seconds he defeated Kofi Kingston this past Friday night on SmackDown live from the Staples Center. Brock Lesnar would defeat Kofi Kingston. And, you know, I was watching the whole night, and I watched Mannerism. I was like, man, Kofi been doing a lot of smiling. He's been a little extra with this. Now, of course, Brock's been getting the upper hand, so you like to think maybe Kofi could just pull off the surprise. Just maybe. Nope. That was not happening. Not today, folks. Brock Lesnar, once again, your WWE champion. Now, I ain't going to lie. I was irritated. I talked to to kind of bring me down to earth or bounce energy off. I'm not going to do a show. It's not fair. Who wants to just get up here and hear me complain? Now, granted, there will be some stuff that I will talk about on tonight's show that I won't be complaining. I know the first two, I'm not particularly happy, but there are some things I did like. But um, nonetheless, Brock Lesnar, you're a new WWE champion. But then we saw, if you look on the screen, you see Brock looking like he saw a ghost. That's right. Because it was Cain Velasquez coming out with Rey Mysterio. Now, if you watch Monday Night Raw, you saw that... Came, I mean, that Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic was brutally attacked by Lesnar. So Rey called family. He called Cain Velasquez. Now, I'm not a UFC guy. You know, as a matter of fact, that's where I rely on a guy like a Champ Creed. Um, you know, I'm not a UFC guy at all. I respect the sport. It's just not nothing I ever got into. But I saw that I have heard, you know, when Brock was over there, I would tune in or, you know, I'll keep my ear to it, I should say. You know, what is Brock doing? When I worked at ESPN, I had to watch it for work purposes. Nonetheless, I said, okay, Cain Velasquez, former UFC champion. I, one thing I did know was he beat Brock, but I didn't see how bad it was until Saturday when I actually tuned in and watched the match. I went on YouTube, I found it, and I was like, oh. He really got Brock. Okay, maybe, maybe I'm invested a little bit, uh, but nonetheless, I'm trying to turn my mic down, folks. So you see, it's kind of like redlining. So I ain't trying to be too loud. All right, so you know, I could, I watched it. and I said, all right, let's see where we're going here. We got Kane, we got Brock, we got Kane, but I mean, 
you know, shout out to my boy Kahar, talk to him. Cain Velasquez does not look like uh, John Bones Jones. You know, that, that's the match I would want to see. I know Jones got his issues, but that's the match I would want to see in a WWE ring. Cain Velasquez, I see he's wearing a knee brace. I see, you know, just other things going on with him. And I'm like, man, am I, is this supposed to be believable? But I'm going to let this play out. I mean, I ain't got no other choice, right? But, like I said, wasn't the real, wasn't the happiest with this at all. Um, I get it, but I just wasn't happy with Velasquez coming out there and that being the reason you take the title off of Kofi to get this whole program started. And then everybody knows, never been a fan of Brock being a part-time champion. I know, shout out to my brother Glenn. He's going to remind me like he always does. Back in the day, we didn't have to see the champion. I just don't think this right here needs the title. But shout out to Kofi Kingston. Hashtag thank you, Kofi. That's been going around. I've been, you know, I, I will never forget the moment of being right here in my basement, or as the real Dwayne Allen calls it, the Waters Estate, and watching Kofi win the championship with my brothers, my father, my uncle, my niece and nephew, my kids, my little cousins. I'll never forget that moment. It was a moment for the culture. It was a great moment. So you you, you can't take that from me. So I, I'm for that part, I'm grateful. So let's move on. We have something interesting happen on Monday Night Raw. Folks, if you did not see, you would have saw. If you missed Raw, you would have missed out on that. You would have missed out on the fact that Bobby Lashley... And Lana have been smitten with each other. So during the main event, there was Seth Rollins versus Rusev, which more on that later, how that match came about. But it was for the Universal Championship. And we all know, I mean, sometimes in wrestling, you know, they give away these title matches on the show. And we've come accustomed to knowing that this guy or that guy's not winning the title. But early in the match, they asked, Rusev, where's Lana? And he said, you know, my problem's at home. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that Seth Rollins owes me because I saved him earlier and I want a shot at the title. And that he would get. Seth Rollins and <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins would give him the title shot. But during the match, Lana's music hit. Then all of a sudden, I, I should say, um, well, yeah, Lana's music hit first. Or Lashley, one of, whatever. Lashley came out. Nonetheless, it ended up with them two make it out and then one of the things that was funny if you look at it on your screen the image of Baron Corbin and Randy Orton just sitting there laughing just laughing at these two and I'm like wow okay that was interesting um but you know I want to see where they go from here I'm not you know man look in professional wrestling I have some friends that are wrestlers and, you know, I've have I've had a lot of friends that date wrestlers um, within the business. Friends of, you know, two wrestler, wrestler couples. Nonetheless, that's something that really, you know, I don't know. I mean, all right, I'll put it like this. It's one thing if you meet in the business. And I know some people may say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. It's one thing to meet in the business, but then it's another thing to bring your girl or your wife to the business. And that's how we knew of Rusev, you know. As far as we know, Rusev was a wrestler and Lana was a model and, you know, he brought her to the business. 
Macho Man told, you know, it was Lance Storm who had posted a tweet about Macho Man once told somebody, or maybe he told him, leave your, do not get involved in an angle with your wife. I did, and I don't have a wife anymore. You know, Kimberly Page and DDP, we saw what happened there. Macho Man and Elizabeth, we saw what happened there. China and Triple H. <laughs> we saw what happened there. Now, granted, that was kind of the other way around. It wasn't like somebody took China from Triple H. He kind of just left and went somewhere else. Um, but for Triple H's sake, I mean, he ended up with China. I mean, with Stephanie McMahon. But, you know, I'm just, I'm interested to see where this goes. I know a lot of people don't like it. And a lot of people were getting on and saying this is not right. They don't understand why WWE would do such a thing. But nonetheless, hey, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and act like um, wrestling has a lot of morals. I, I mean, it just doesn't. Let's just call for what it is. Let's move on. AEW, folks, I had the honor and the pleasure of attending the first ever AEW Dynamite. It was brought down the street from me. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, for those who do not know. But it took place at Washington, D.C., where, you know, of course, the opening match was Cody Rose versus Sammy Guevara. So, let me just talk about AEW, man. Um, what a great show. You had to be there in person if you could make it. I haven't finished watching. I saw, like, the um, the little clips that they break off to make it a one-hour show. So, they give you two matches, I think it was, um, that they put on um, Xfinity. So, but I haven't watched the full show. I apparently DVR'd the wrong thing because set my DVR for the wrong thing because they had the AEW Dynamite listing, but then they had two of them, and I've clicked the one that was like the preview. So, Xfinity got to get their act together. I'm not gonna blame that on AEW or TNT, but nonetheless, um, you know, so I'm I, I eventually I'll find a full show, but um, I don't know how it looked on television, so I'm not gonna speak on that part. But I can tell you being there, the fans were happy, they were excited. I mean, it was wrestling. You got to see live wrestling. One of the things that was beautiful about this was you didn't have people trying to book the show. You didn't have people trying to say, well, maybe they should do this or maybe they should do that. No, it was none of that. You know, it was just simply people just coming out to enjoy wrestling. Um, before I go further, for those who listen, make sure you are following us at Wrestling Realm. I'm going to just go ahead and tweet right now. Um, and tweet from the Wrestling Realm account. I'm live on YouTube. Join in. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Um, let's use let's use let's use some hashtags. We'll use hashtag HIAC, hashtag AEW Dynamite. We'll use just those two. You know, on Twitter you're not really supposed to use um, too many hashtags. So. Let's actually let's let's change it up a little bit for the first time ever. Break it down with Brian. Let's let's make sure we put Brian H. Waters at Brian H. Waters is live on YouTube. Yeah, let's make you know make sure we do that. You know, is this how you do two things at once? A little secret. You uh call out what you're doing that way you don't say the wrong thing. And so make sure we share those in these uh, podcasting groups. So make sure you're following us at Wrestling Round. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Um, so 
But yeah, you know, back to AEW, you know, shout out to Cody Rhodes. You could, if you were watching, you could see the emotion after his match, man, of his dad. You know, you just thought about, that's what he was thinking about. He was, he was thinking about his dad, the American. His father dying lit a fuel in him. Now, who knows? We don't know. Maybe Dusty still would have been working there and Cody would have said, you know what, dad? I got to go. I got to do this on my own. But nonetheless... Without a doubt, I'm almost. I would like to believe that he would have been proud of what he saw, uh, just for them to get this thing going. Now, I do understand. Listen to people. There were some production issues and stuff like that. But I'm speaking from being there live as a wrestling fan. It was so enjoyable. Even after, at the end of the night, when we saw uh, they gave us three dark matches, which me personally, I would have been good with one, maybe two, but they gave us three. And I thought, well, you know, generally if I go to Raw, it's going to be three hours. Now, it did make a difference. That was in D.C. versus Baltimore. Um, But, you know, so we still got out by 11s. But the matches, you didn't see people just storm through the gate. 205 Live, people were just, you know, all right, I got to go home. I got to do what I got to do. Now, people were sitting next to me. They left because they were from Virginia. So they had, they said, about a two-hour, three-hour drive. But a lot of people stayed. Uh, I really got to see um, people like um, a Penelope Ford, a Britt Baker, a Allie, B. Presley. These are ladies who've been busting their tails on the indies and were able to go into an AEW, who were able to go right there and wrestle in front of tens of thousands of people. And, you know, with. Penelope Ford, Britt Baker, and Allie. I remember when we were all together in the locker room at WSU, but they were wrestling in front of 150 people, you know? So to see them, it definitely made me uh, happy. It made me proud, nonetheless. So shout out to them. But, you know, one of the stars that I was happy to see, MJF. You know, he had one of the shorter matches of the night, but it put people on those. This is MJF. This is this cocky, arrogant guy that we want you to hate. And he's going to be good for TNT. I want to see what happens. I want to see him make crossover appeals. I want to see MJF in TNT commercials, in TNT TV shows, making pop-up appearances. Um, You know, I think I really started really enjoying him when I saw his approach on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. I'm better than you. And that's his whole demeanor. I love it. Uh, Match of the night, Hangman Page and... Pac, you know, um, just, I mean, incredible match between the two. They went out there. They did their thing. This was the match that was supposed to be for the inaugural AEW Heavyweight Championship, if you remember. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it wasn't. Now, I personally, I want to see more out of Hangman Page. I want to see how they're going to make him into a star. That's what I'm waiting to see. How can they present this guy to a star Not to me, because I'm a wrestling fan, but I look at AEW as an opportunity for people like my guard brother or other people who used to watch wrestling and just maybe they want to come back and watch it. You know, I I use my guard brother's example because he really tweeted. I mean, he texted me and said, man, well, how was that AEW? You know, how was that joint? And he was somebody who used to watch wrestling. Now, he he knows who Chris Jericho is. So, that's what I'm interested to see. How do they go and capture some of those uh, fans? So, 
let's move on. You know, actually, we want to go ahead and take the first break. You know, if you're not subscribed to the Wrestling Realms YouTube channel, here's one of the reasons why you should subscribe. You already know who we are. But you don't know why we're back. Hey, guys. I feel like they hear us, but they're just not listening. So I feel it is our responsibility to make them listen. Now you see one thing in these past four years, I didn't went through all these channels. Nothing, nothing, nothing. We've come back to, I don't know, purge the internet wrestling community of something that has plagued it for years. They got you talking. You got me talking? You don't talk. I don't talk. I, this, I don't do this. <laughs> okay? This is not my thing. You show up, you kick butt on the show. For sample some of the silly stuff that the real Dwayne Allen and I do um, as we put together the wrestling realm and, you know, it's just what we do. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. You saw part of it. It's about a five-minute long video, something you'll be seeing. As soon as you hit the subscribe button, it's one of the things that will greet you right there on the channel, one of our... You know, one of the best projects we've ever done just goes to show you that, look, we enjoy wrestling. We enjoy this. And Wrestling Realm is for the wrestling fans of superior wrestling intellect. And it's also just a place where you can just simply be a fan. So make sure you check that out. Let's move on. Man. So before we get into Hell in a Cell with the ladies, we had a match on SmackDown. The first live match for Fox Smackdown and that was Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch taking on Sasha Banks and Bayley. As we know, both women would respectively defend their titles against um, the two, but uh, before we got there, we had um, the tag team match which Charlotte and Becky were victorious which one of the things I thought, okay so, Charlotte and Becky were both victorious, right? One of them losing their titles. Wrong. So, I'm not going in order. But Charlotte would, for the 10th time, become the SmackDown Live, or I should say, become a women's champion. That is a combination of the SmackDown and Raw women's championships. Now, I'm a huge Charlotte Flair fan. Everybody knows that. I think when it's all said and done, she's going to be the greatest women's wrestler ever I also believe that she is one of the best athletes in the WWE but I was really pulling for Bailey. Um, you know I wanted to see the boss and her connection leave Sacramento and with all the gold instead they left empty handed because Becky and Sasha would go to and beat, beat each other up profusely and Sasha I mean just using chair after chair and finding ways just trying to get it done she came up short and the man still stands tall as your raw women's champion so Becky Lynch defeats Sasha Banks at Hell in a Cell an opening contest at Hell in a Cell I believe um, you know, I got home from church I had to play drums so I saw most of the match but I really enjoyed what I saw. I got to go back and watch it in its entirety because I'm thinking like, 
Was this match better than Sasha and Charlotte Hell in a Cell? It may have been. Now, more than likely, this is going to set us up for the Survivor Series where we'll have Sasha, um, Becky versus Charlotte unless they make a change. Um, but we also have the draft coming up. Is Sasha, you know, we saw on Twitter, if you missed it, Becky Lynch pretty much said she kind of gave her uh, respect to Sasha Banks. Said, you beat me up, you took me to the limit, congratulations to you. So that kind of puts a seal and seals the deal on the rivalry. I was really hoping Sasha came out with the championship, uh, especially this new boss demeanor, this new character, this new edginess. Uh, one we've seen before, but just to see this, her come back, I really did not like her not leaving as your Raw Women's Champion. Nonetheless, um, you know, we have Be Becky still the champion. I want to see where they're going there. We're going to get the shake-up. We're going to see some fresh matchups. That's what I want to see. What's going to happen? Who's next? Who can take the title off of Becky? That's the question, folks. Tweet me at Brian H. Waters. Tweet me at Wrestling Realm. You let me know because I don't know. Who's going to take the title from Becky? Only time will tell. Let's move on. NXT. Many people said, now, AEW won the ratings war the other night. You know, they had over a million viewers with NXT having over like seven to 800,000. But a lot of people are saying that NXT had the better show. And they started off hot. They started with Matt Riddle taking on Adam Cole, Bay Bay, challenging for the NXT championship. But it was Adam Cole who's victorious. And then he was met. With a returning Finn Balor. Balor, former NXT champion. To me, Finn Balor's best stint in the WWE has been. And then Samoa Joe will come. Shinsuke Nakamura will move up. Bobby Roode, you know. But, um, and, and, you know, down the line will be Drew McIntyre. And, and then we get to where we are now with Adam Cole. Nonetheless, I mean, you got to throw Andrade in there, too. And obviously, I'm not forgetting about another guy I'm going to talk about later. But... What I saw with Balor, man, him coming back to NXT, this is great. One, you know, you have, let's be real, he wasn't being used the way we wanted him to be. He's never really bounced back the way we thought he should after being injured, after becoming the first universal champion. But now he goes to NXT. Less travel dates, right? <laughs> Bigger pay dates, right? That's what I think. If I'm not mistaken, does he get you know he still gets the same pay? Not to mention NXT is on USA Network, so he's getting the TV money. He's probably still getting his same pay, and he's get to be a part of the brand that he loves the most. But that you know, so that was the thing. You know, I'm I'm, I'm sitting in my seat right after the first match ended at AEW, and I saw this, and I was like, wow, okay, NXT, you, you strike it. You know, because to me, this felt more like a takeover. This didn't feel like your weekly NXT show. Now, I don't expect them to give us takeover-like shows each and every week because then it's going to be hard to sustain. But I want to see how AEW is going to do as they move forward. But then move on. Adam Cole, you know, later in the night in the main event, we saw the Undisputed Era retain the Tag Team Championship, defeating the Street Profits. Adam Cole stands at the top of the ramp. I mean, everybody in his camp has the gold. You got Fish and O'Reilly, the tag champions. Strong's the North American champion. Adam Cole's the 
NXT champion. I mean, undisputed, undisputed gold, right? But then there was a man, and his name was Tomasa Ciampa, who made his return, folks. And if you've been watching, you know Ciampa was only, he had to relinquish the title due to injury. And he was, to me, the best heel in wrestling. Now, of course, he was going to get that pop for coming back. But I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. How, you know, what's going to happen? Wait, I think that's how he relinquished the title. If I'm not mistaken. I believe he relinquished it because of injury. That's how, you know. Nonetheless, you know, the fact is this. Ciampa's coming back. So Adam Cole is a marked man. You know, and at one point they was, yeah, because, you know, I remember at one point he was getting to move up to the main roster, but, well, I shouldn't say move up. It was, you know, him and Gargano were a tag team, but then, you know, the injuries happened. So, nonetheless, I, this is going to be interesting. I want to see what's going to happen next week on NXT. How, what does Adam Cole have to say about this? Because can the Undisputed Era fend off Finn Balor and... Tommaso Ciampa, including the battles that they still have with other people. You know, Roger Strong still has a Velveteen Dream coming after him. When you're tag team champions, you got everybody coming after you. So, what's going to happen next? So, I'm going to go ahead and take my last break before um, I get into a couple more things. So, just going ahead, just, you know, just got to pay some bills. Yes. There's only one person who can keep up, and that's the realness himself. So you know, and you see the BHW, and then you see the TRDA, it's game time, baby. But it's not gonna be that simple, no. It'll be a lot of naysayers, a lot of people want to. And back, ladies and gentlemen. So, of course, that's just a reminder. You need to be subscribed to the Wrestling Realm, folks. So, we got new tag team champions. Some may say it's long overdue. But that's right. The Kabuki Warriors, Kyrie Sane and Oscar are your new tag women's tag team champions. As they defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. According to Alexa Bliss, if you looked at her Twitter, she said, like, look, okay, you know, they said we were, you know, outcasts, whatever, whatever, misfits, we won the tag titles, hey, time for a wardrobe, you know, we can get matching gear, or whatever. I don't think they take that lightly, I think they go back out there and they go back for those tag titles, or they could be a team that could be split in the draft, and then we can have the next opponent for Becky Lynch could be Alexa Bliss, you never know, um... And you know, I believe that she's faced her in this title reign. Um, you know, we all know it was Alexa Bliss who won her first uh, main roster championship, defeating Becky Lynch back when Becky became the first SmackDown Women's Champion, I believe. Um, but nonetheless, so congratulations to them uh, finally getting the gold. Um, and staying with women's wrestling, AEW crowned their first ever women's champion as Rio defeated Nyla Rose. And what an incredible match. This was, you know, you can make an argument that this was the match of the night. 
I encourage everybody to check this out. You know, it was the David versus Goliath story um, with Rio and Nyla Rose. I mean, it was plenty of times I thought Nyla had her. I said, oh, she's going to win it. She's going to become the first AEW champion, you know. But no, no, no. It was Rio getting it done, finding a way. And, I mean, when she won one, two, three, I can tell you now that place popped. The Capital One Center in Washington, D.C. popped, folks. The people loved it. So, um, like I said, I definitely encourage you to check it out. Um, just what an incredible show. I can't go on and on enough. I, I really enjoyed my uh, time at AEW. Um, just doing a simple fact, like I said, it was just, just being around a lot of wrestler fans who really enjoy your business and just wasn't trying to book the show. Now, granted, I know it's coming because... You know, that's what wrestling fans like to do. But when you go to a show and their inaugural show or sometimes an independent wrestler show, you know, people just tend to watch and see, take what they give you. And I thought maybe they wouldn't do that with this considering there have been other shows. And then maybe I was just in a good section where people just wanted to just be fans, you know. And then you wasn't even hearing people crap on the WWE. You know, a lot of people, and like I said, maybe I was just in a great section where people were just happy to be at a show, and then they would just love wrestling. But, you know, you saw a lot of people rush into the um, concession stands just to buy the AEW gear, you know, the AEW shirts. Now, me personally, I'm going to be honest with you, and I want you know, I want to know your opinion. I tend to like, uh, you know, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, I like, and Cody Rhodes. I like the New Japan shirts better than I did the AEW style. Uh, it's just, you know, same with TNA. I really didn't like... Uh, or Impact, whatever you want to call it, really didn't like their style of t-shirts either. Um, you know, it's just you know, it's just a preference. Uh, but I really enjoyed the New Japan style of shirts. I really enjoyed the WWE style. Um, you know, I started to buy the AEW shirt. Really, you know, shout out to my boy Banks. He kind of convinced me not to. Uh, Antonio Banks, you know, shout out to him. Um, but you know, then, you know, I thought about, okay, maybe the hat, but I'm like, oh, I ain't really gonna wear the hat. You know, the beanie would be cool, but you know, I, I, I'll get some gear. Uh, I'll probably wait, you know, hot topic or have it, uh, especially the black Friday sales. So that's just me. Uh, moving on. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Yeah. They're going to face off against each other one more time, folks, but it's not what you think on Halloween. WWE will not be here. They're going to Saudi Arabia once again for Crown Jewel, the second Crown Jewel. And it will be Team Hogan versus Team Flair. You know, you, you just hope, like, wait, these old guys ain't going to go at it one more time. I personally, uh, you know, I'm make this joke. I think that if, um, you know, they probably did ask, can we get Hogan versus Flair? Um, and they probably had to say, no, we can't because they can't wrestle. So this is the best they could get. Um, but on the team of Hulk Hogan, you have um, Seth Rollins. That was his first pick. So we know we're not going to get a Universal Championship match that night, right? Uh, but we have Seth Rollins and Rusev. And on the team of uh, Ric Flair, we have Randy Orton. Go figure, that would be his first pick, right? You know, Revolution. Randy Orton and Ric Flair were the same group. Um, but, uh, and as a matter of fact, Randy Orton's first WrestleMania match, his partner was Ric Flair. As they took on and him and uh, Ric Flair and Batista. Took, um, so that was so funny about this. 
later. Like I said, we'll talk about it later. But, um, you know, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be a 5 on 5 team. So I expect more people to be revealed this coming Monday on Raw and next Friday on SmackDown. And so it's, you know, certainly going to be interesting. But, ladies and gentlemen, um, man, I think, yeah, that'll be it. Um, make sure you have subscribed to the Wrestling Realm. You know, it's, like I said, it's my first time going live right here on YouTube on the Wrestling Realm channel. So I appreciate each and every one of you for joining in. Um, you know, I enjoy wrestling. I enjoy talking about it. Took some couple weeks off. I haven't narrowed down which day I'm going to do the show. Like I said, with Raw move, I mean, with SmackDown moving to Friday, it's kind of throwing a wrinkle into things just because we got Raw on Monday, AEW on Wednesday, NXT on Wednesday, uh, SmackDown on Friday. So, I mean, if you have a preference, let me know. If you have a suggestion, are you going to really cram in all your, cram me in with all your podcasts on, if I say Friday after SmackDown goes off, um, but then again, you know, I still got wife and kids, so I'm pretty sure the wife will going to do things. So it may be a lot of times why I won't watch SmackDown live. Um, so what probably will end up happening, I'll probably record on Tuesdays still, and then, um, just kind of recap, you know, my week on wrestling will probably start from Wednesday to, uh, Wednesday to Monday. And then I'll probably do it that way. Or I might come on two times a week. Um, but you know, nonetheless, I really appreciate all the support, um, and really appreciate all the patience that I got for the people out there who were, um, you know, while I took some time off, just been, you know, trying to get myself focused on some things mentally, you know, and sometimes you do have to take these mental breaks, um, especially, you know, and then on my day drive, I travel sometimes. So it's just been honestly a lot going on. So I appreciate each and every one of you. So, folks, until the next time, I'm Brian H. Waters. So long, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.